Hello, my name's Vinny, and you're about to hear the first of five podcasts from Europe, the continent that gave us croissants, France, Lamborghinis, Italy, and binge drinking, UK, Ireland, quite a lot of Scandinavia, some Baltic states, and Belarus. Quick note on this. Did you know that Belarus consumes more units of alcohol than any other country in the world? They love a bit of it. Right, each podcast will look at a different European country, all of which I've never been to, and nearly all of them are tiny. One of those countries, or a report from, is home to the Pope and his art collection. Brilliant art, but can he afford a Banksy? One of the countries I report from is home to the world's biggest false teeth merchant. Which country in Europe is Chompatopia? One of the countries I report from is home to the world's best spelunking. Find out which one, as well as what spelunking is. Hey, it's not as brute as it sounds, you filthy animal. One of the European countries I report to has more money than the combined wealth of Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg put together. But is the population better looking than Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg put together? Yes. Or individually. I'm Vinny. I'm on a quest to get to 100 countries. Travel with me as I discover all that stuff and more and take great joy in the fact you can't smell my tired feet. Uh, Let's start in... Where are we going to go first? Liechtenstein. Let's start in Liechtenstein, a tiny country that most people haven't heard of. The cost of living in Liechtenstein is about 35% higher than the UK. So one night of camping will do me. Learn about Liechtenstein. Come travelling with me. Yes. I can still taste the German beer. Sorry, that was gross. Let's get a level of decorum back, for goodness sake. What kind of disgusting business is this? Right, we're going to start in Liechtenstein. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm on a quest to get to 100 countries. This is country 85, Liechtenstein. Let's explore them together. Oh, and do get in touch via email. Cheers. Hello and welcome along to Innsbruck in Austria. I'm on a railway station. There's a distant sound of a church bell. Yes, I'm nestled in a landlocked country here in Europe. I'm surrounded by beautiful mountains on either side. And despite the fact it's late June, they're still snow-capped. And in fact, I guess they always are. There's glaciers up there because we're pretty high. And in the distance... I can see something you don't often see from uh, a railway station. A very large, one of the world's biggest, ski jumps. I believe it's the one that Eddie the Eagle Edwards did in the Winter Olympics. He did it. I think there's a lesson for us all in that. In fact, they made a movie out of it. Not a particularly good one, as I remember. So there's a good vehicle coming through, possibly full of Mercedes-Benz coming out of Germany to be sold in the luxury car market around the world and as the last carriage leaves the next train is the one that I'm going to get on and the next train is going to um, where's it going it's going to Switzerland but only just within the border and then from Switzerland I'm going to walk into Liechtenstein 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 
Why am I doing this? Well, welcome along. This is all the little holes that I haven't been to. So if you look at the map of Europe, you'll see that there's loads of little countries that I've never actually managed to go to, and I'd just like to tick them off. The little ones, the little lost forgotten ones. Liechtenstein being the first court later today. The whole mission is to try to get to 100 countries. I believe I'm on 85, so I might get up to 90 on this trip just by doing all these little fellas that I've never managed to hoover up before. Liechtenstein is the first port of call, tiny country. We'll be getting a podcast from there. You'll also get a podcast from Vatican City. You'll also get one from San Marino, um, two countries nestled within Italy. And uh, I should be able to touch into Monaco, full of rich wankers, and hopefully Slovenia. So... Who knows, from 85 I might get to 90 on this trip. Join me as I um, interrail. Uh, I've got an interrail ticket, which is what most people do in their 20s. I'm a little bit late, 20 plus years, but it's never too late to act like a raving student. So uh, my interrail pass basically is a free pass to travel around Europe on a train. I'm not sure this is how most people do it, but this is how I'm doing it. I got off at a place called Buchs, basically the first stop into Switzerland. Um, This is what I love about Europe. Woke up in Austria, spent two minutes in Switzerland, and now I'm walking into Liechtenstein. Um, I'm over a very busy highway. I'm surrounded by really beautiful mountains, but right now it's hard to concentrate on them because I'm essentially walking past an industrial estate over a smoggy highway in the middle of this epic valley and I've got hundreds, hundreds, thousands even of cars passing me, no one else walking, so it does make me think this is not the normal way most people get into Liechtenstein. <laughs> it's really hot, I've got a backpack on and I wasn't going to have a beer today but I can tell you I fucking am as soon as I get to Liechtenstein. I believe I'm going to the main city. Do we call it a capital? I don't know. Called Vaduz. Switzerland. I'm going to Swiss francs and it's all really expensive in Switzerland. So I didn't even want to spend any money there. I'm just walking straight through into Liechtenstein now, which looks pretty much like Austria and looks pretty much like Switzerland. Of course it does. It's sandwiched between the two. A very distinctive river though, that is the border. And that's what I'm crossing now. And there's a huge flow of water beneath me would take an Olympic swimmer a good 10 minutes to cross this river and then end up a couple of miles downstream doing it because it's got real rapids going on. And it is, of course, all of the melting snows and glaciers from all the mountains around me, so it's really quite a beast. And a very obvious geographical point to be a border. And being that I'm now currently about halfway across, I think we can say, in fact, there's a little sign with a coat of arms and it says Principality Liechtenstein. Rock on. See you, Switzerland. Didn't see you for long. Been there, done that, though. Just full of hoity-toity rich people and loads of bling. Bit of Nazi gold. Know what I mean? But no! Liechtenstein! That's where I am now. Woo! I just looked up Liechtenstein, and it says it's the second least visited country in Europe. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Do you know what the most... Oh no. No, you don't know. 
How much is that? Twelve yeah, ninety. It's small. Oh, thank you. It is small, yeah. Did you grow up here? Were you born here? Yes. Yeah. Danke, danke. So you might not have heard that, but um, I just asked this waitress. I just told her that it was the second least visited country in Europe, to which she said, yeah, I know. And I said, do you know, do you know what's the least visited country in Europe? And uh, she said, I don't know. Now, I'll tell you what bothers me here. You can't ever talk about the second without talking about the first. Like, if I said to you, do you know that Eddie Edwards was the second worst ski jump champion of all time? You'd go, who was the first? That's what you'd do, because it's just a sort of instinctive level of curiosity that we're all born with. So it might have been somewhat lost in translation, and I'll let her off, because let's be honest, I'm not speaking very clear German right now, but um, the answer I will tell you, because hopefully you have the curiosity. So let's frame it again. Liechtenstein, here, this tiny little country is the second least visited country in Europe. So what is the most least <laughs> is the least. So what is the least visit I've had a beer, I'll be honest. I needed it. It's been a long day. Um walking across the border, mental. What's the least visited country in Europe? Now think about it, think about it and think about the fact this one's really small. So don't pick Albania, because, yeah, okay, it's visited a lot less than most European countries. But it's pretty big, and it's still visited a lot. So it must be really small, really small. Can't be Andorra. Loads of skiing there. Loads of people visit that. So what could it be? Not Vatican City? No, because that is also highly visited. The Catholics love it. And then, where does that leave us? There's a couple of other little cheeky little fellas. The one you're looking for is... The least visited country in Europe is... San Marino. A little country in Italy. Which you will hear from during this series. Good morning. And welcome to a new day. As I walk over a bridge, over a stream... Full of rushing alpine water... I am resisting the desire to scream The hills are alive with the sound of music Actually I'm not resisting it because I just did it. Damn. Just can't help myself. I've got the Alps in my bones. Um, let's take a little wander next to this beautiful stream. I'm walking upstream. Ah, This looks like a nice place to have a seat and tell you all about Liechtenstein. Um, okay, so first of all, I just want to talk about the fact that normally these podcasts are reasonably chronological. You know, you start in place A, you talk about place A, then you go to place B, you talk about place B, you know, you get the idea. It's fairly strim- simple. But um, with this one, it's a bit all over the place because you start life, or in this case, I started life in Innsbruck in Austria where I flew in and then came to Liechtenstein and then leaving Liechtenstein and going back to Austria. Yeah, it's a bit all over the place, but that's the way it is. This country hasn't got an airport, uh, so you really have no choice but to come in from either Switzerland or Austria. It's what's known as a double landlocked country, which is to say that it's not got a coastline, and nor do the countries around it. Double landlocked. So 
really crap place to join the Navy. Uh, but let's have a little look about Liechtenstein. So I've got some interesting things to tell you about Liechtenstein, and I thought this beautiful scenic scenario was exactly it. There is a distant hum of someone cutting the grass. There's a lovely little gurgle of an alpine stream, and there's me sat clean as a whistle. I've just woke up in a campyard, camp, uh, campground, and uh, scrubbed the old nutsack, and um, now I feel fantastic. I even had a shave as well. So I feel fantastic. I had my speaker in the bathroom with me. It was a mixed bathroom of the campground. And I was rocking out to a bit of war on drugs. And uh, I was in my boxers, having a shave, and a man walked in. Which does happen, doesn't it, in shared bathrooms. But I wasn't quite prepared. Um, but he was a Swiss fella who complimented me on my excellent taste in music. I think. I don't know. Because he said something in German. But he said it smiling and pointing to the speaker, doing a dancing motion. So... He probably wasn't saying, if you don't turn that off, I'm going to kill your family. If he was, I'd just smile back at him and said, thanks very much. Danke, danke. Um, so anyway, that's my morning so far. I feel clean as a whistle, sharp as a thistle, and full of the joys of summer. Summer kicked in yesterday. Um, what can I tell you about Liechtenstein? Quite a lot. It's a fascinating little country. It's, that's the thing with little countries. They're always fascinating because they're little. Right. So, for example, I think I'll be going on this trip to um, Vatican City. And because Vatican City is very small, because it doesn't have many residents, it has the highest crime rate in Europe. Because all you need is for a few people to do a bag snatch to, um, to tourists. And because not many people live there, that completely warps the numbers. So it looks like per capita, i.e. per resident, um, there's loads of crime. But there isn't. Well, there is, actually. But it's just <laughs> there isn't many residents. So, uh, yeah, Vatican City has one of the highest crime rates in Europe because it has one of the lowest populations in Europe. Because it has one of the lowest populations in Europe, um, it skews the numbers and makes you think that for the amount of people living there, there's loads of crime. And for the amount of people living there, there is loads of crime. Um, because there's not many people living there. I don't know if I've explained that very well, if I'm completely honest. It makes sense in my world, but it might not to you. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that makes sense. We'll approach it again when we get to Vatican City, no doubt. But in the meantime, the reason I bring it up is Liechtenstein has got quite a few skewed numbers and quite a few interesting facts about it as a result of, that, of the fact that it is a very small country. So, for example, there's only one billionaire in Liechtenstein, right? One guy who's a billionaire... But he's worth 50% of the country's GDP. Yeah. Christopher Zeller, the only country billionaire, he made his fortune in dental products. You might actually know his stuff if you've got a spare pair of gnashes in a cup somewhere, because he might well have made them. 20% of false teeth are made here in Liechtenstein by Christopher Zeller. Probably not him personally anymore. I should imagine he's wandering around on a boat somewhere in the Mediterranean with an arrangement of prostitutes. I don't know. Got absolutely no evidence for that, but that is what a lot of billionaires do. Either that or decide to have a cage fight with another billionaire because their egos are out of control and they need to see a counsellor. And you'd think they could afford one. Anyway, Liechtenstein is one of the world's richest countries per capita. Again, this is because it's got a low population and it's is thanks to its comparatively low 12.5% corporate tax rate. It's not the lowest tax rate in Europe by any means, but um, it did used to be uh, a tax haven 
and it still sort of is it's not like the Caymans it's like it's not quite Panama but it's but, but it's somewhere you can harbour a bit of coin if you need to but this guy the billionaire that knocks out teeth left right and centre not literally he makes teeth left right and centre um, means that it's the largest manufacturer of false teeth in the world this country there you go see did you know that of course you didn't will it come up even in a pub quiz absolutely definitely not do you need to know it of course you don't but now you do uh, it's the second least visited country in europe all right until very recently it was actually the least visited destination but there is one less visited than this and i'll be visiting it because that is what this tour is all about, hoovering up the little countries that I've never been to. And um, the country that is least visited in the whole of Europe is San Marino, yes, the tiny enclave in Italy. Uh, the United Nations World Tourism Organization reports that only 87,000 people visit this country every year. 87,000 people. It's hard to believe, given its breathtaking mountain scenery. But then, is it? It is quite surprisingly low amount of visitors, being that it's so beautiful. But, and this is the big but, if you just got Liechtenstein, cut it out and put it somewhere else, you'd go, bloody hell, it's amazing. Look at it. Huge mountains, wonderful lakes, rivers full of gushing alpine water, the greenery, the birds. Oh, it's lovely. But then where it is, this is probably why it's always overlooked, because it's next to Switzerland, which is definitely more beautiful, and it's next to Austria, which is definitely more beautiful, just because there's just more stuff going on, more higher mountains, more glaciers at the top, uh, more rivers, more streams, more lakes, and more of all the other stuff. This guy that's cutting the grass is coming quite close. I think I might walk down this way. Let's go for a little walk together. We can hold hands and skip and enjoy the merriment of this country the second least visited country in Europe so we already know it doesn't have its own airport the closest major airport is Zurich which is around an hour and a half away if you're driving from Vaduz and let's talk about Vaduz Vaduz is the major capital here uh, I say major it's the biggest city um, but it's uh, yeah I mean it's it kind of there's another one called Charm next to it but basically they all amalgamate into one fairly long dwelling that is the bottom oh that's nice lovely waterfall that is the sorry sorry i've got a bit of adhd at the moment oh badger it's essentially a collection of small towns that are splayed across the valley floor surrounded by beautiful mountains in vaduz there's a castle right and that's where the prince lives now it occurs to me that it's a bit kind of like old school Britain in there is a division between Parliament and um, the Prince the head honcho but it's not that big um, as in he's still a bit like the Queen still in theory oh no she's dead hang on and a bit like the King I'm not a royalist you might be able to tell um, I barely keep up <laughs> you know they change so quickly now um, oh no that's our Prime Minister's but yeah there is a similar model in the sense that the prince here is the head honcho and he can sign stuff and everything has to go through him there is a parliament a few people not many you wouldn't expect a large one would you really and um, they get stuff done but everything has to go via him he is still the mac daddy the head honcho and the prince um, 
he lives in a castle because you know why wouldn't you and uh, every now and then it opens its doors yeah he thinks if I'm going to live here I don't want people knocking about coming through my bedroom apart from people that I invite no doubt uh, but he does however have a party it happens the 15th of August every year and guests can enjoy a beer in the gardens as well as a party and fireworks in the town centre they don't get to walk through his bedroom per se but he does open up the castle to the residents now what about these residents well how many of them are there 38,000 that's it 38,000 people live here nowhere near even the smallest borough in London it is absolutely stupendously small let's call it 40,000 because they haven't done the numbers for a couple of years and a lot of people did have sex during Covid they also broke up but that doesn't change the numbers Um, so we do know we do know that there might be 40,000 people but we also know that as, as mentioned earlier it's got double that in tourism every year which is quite high isn't it like when you think oh there's only 40,000 people but 87,000 tourists a year you think well that's quite high but then you start doing comparisons to other European countries in particular Iceland and Iceland which has a very small population of a couple of hundred thousand people gets millions of tourists a year so actually they don't do that well with tourists uh, the people that do live here, though, are quite lucky little sausages. For a start, they get, or I should say schnitzels, um, they get uh, quite a nice life, apart from the fact they're already just definitely going to be doing quite well for money, as is the case in neighbouring Switzerland. Um, they do quite well for time. Now, what do I mean by that? I'll tell you what I mean by that. It's got the world's longest official lunch break. That's it, Liechtenstein 90-minute lunch break. Yep, if you go to the bank... Uh, at noon it will be closed and it won't, won't open again till 1.30 um, they, and the government and uh, the prince encourage people to not make noise during that time in case people do want to snooze if you are a resident of this country and you feel a little bit tired from, I don't know counting your money or making a cuckoo clock then you might need to get your head down at 12 o'clock and uh, pop it back up again at 1.30 we're going to roll back to work Uh, But don't panic, after 10 o'clock there's no noise either. Unlike, for example, Spain, Portugal, Italy, uh, they don't like a late night party here. Uh, They are, they're just quite, I don't know, I can't help saying this, they're quite old. It feels a bit like the Isle of Man. Everyone's either a child or an old person. And it seems everyone in the middle seems to have just gone. I don't know where they've gone, but they're not here. It's peculiar. Perhaps they're all in Zurich. I don't know what goes on. But um, the ones that do stay, it's not a place that em- enjoys and embraces the idea of new things. Which is probably, by the way, incidentally, why women only recently got the vote. Women only got the vote in Liechtenstein in 1984. It was the last country in Europe to give them the vote. And it was pretty close. They almost didn't get it. So, um, yeah... Can't help thinking it's not the most forward-thinking nation. Speaking of nations, every nation needs a national anthem. Well, you might recognise this one. Liechtenstein's national anthem, Oben am Jugendrein, which is definitely pronounced correctly, which uh, translates as Up Above the Young Rhine, uses the same melody as the British national anthem. God Save the King, right? God Save the King. It still doesn't flow very well, that. Um... 
So it's quite interesting. If, and this has happened before in a UEFA game um, where Great Britain are playing Liechtenstein, you'll hear the same tune twice in a row with different lyrics. And then I'm pleased to say that the Great British team will win because the chances of Liechtenstein having a very good football team are pretty pretty small. There's only 38,000 people. It seems that everyone that's of football playing age has left. So it's one thing that Britain can excel at. Well, I'm just walking away from the, um, from the, oh, there's a couple of mountain bikers walking away from the stream now and back to the campsite. So there you go. Here's a few facts that we have learned. Women only got the vote fairly recently. You'll recognise the national anthem because it's the same as the British one. They have a 90 minute lunch break. Everyone of the 38,000 people that live here get to party in a castle once a year. Well, at least within the grounds. Who's the castle owned by? The Mac Daddy, the Prince. Where does he live? Vaduz. Where's the castle? It's called Vaduz Castle. It's in Vaduz. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Absolutely, definitely not. It doesn't have its own airport. We know that. It's the second least visited country in Europe and there's only one billionaire and he's all about false teeth. So, Liechtenstein, you interesting, peculiar animal. You've been very beautiful. Now, it's time for me, I've done one night here, a little campsite, um, but it's time for me to disappear. I'm going back to the train station, back through Austria to Salzburg, where not so much of a natural beauty. Salzburg, of course, home to fantastic classical music, architecture and art. Okay, thanks Liechtenstein, you're small, you're a little bit boring, but you're worth popping your head in. Thanks very much. God, that is such a scathing review, isn't it? You're small, you're a little bit boring, you're worth popping your head in. I can do better than that. Thanks, Liechtenstein. You're small, you're a little bit dull in places, you're really beautiful, you've got some lovely mountains. Um, slightly annoyed that you are in Swiss francs and not euros. I don't have any and everything seems to be extremely expensive. For example, a cup of coffee in a campsite, four Swiss francs, which is just above four euros, which is about three pounds 60 or something like that. And it's like, that's probably the cheapest coffee you'll find in Liechtenstein. Yeah, you wouldn't want to stay for a long time, unless you're a billionaire that makes teeth. Then you'd probably be fine. All right, big love. See you on the other side. Thank you, Sean. Just left the um, buffet car there, or the restaurant car, and I have to say, it is one of the most fantastic experiences I've ever had on a train anywhere. I'll be honest, it's not the first time I've done this. I've been snowboarding quite a lot in Austria before, so whenever I've landed, I've always got a train to the resort, St Anton, for example, and it usually gives you about an hour and a half to sit down in the restaurant car and have a meal. Austrian efficiency. Austrian, like Schwarzenegger. And that other little fella, but let's not get into him. Anyway, um, yeah, as I look out the window, I can see mountain peaks in the distance still snow capped and you just chunter through at about 100 130 kilometers an hour agricultural fields and distant mountain views 
but the meal is like proper restaurant quality and served on a china plate with real cutlery by a real human being wearing a tie who brings it to your table with a little sachet of salt and pepper and everything you could possibly need and serves it up with a glass of wine a very good Austrian wine who knew there was such a thing all of that and more is available in the restaurant car it honestly feels like you're in a restaurant like a proper restaurant not the British version of what we do in a restaurant car ours is called the buffet car serves a load of shit old sandwiches and six pound cans of Stella Artois nothing wrong with Stella Artois but it certainly isn't served up in a glass I actually stopped myself there because I was about to go on a rant about how expensive British trains are by comparison to Austria, if of course British trains are running at all, and how British sandwiches you buy on British trains taste a bit like mayonnaise with a hint of vomit. Uh, Also how British young people on British trains think it's perfectly acceptable to play music from their shitty little phones. These kids usually have the musical taste of a chicken, while their phones have the sound quality of a sound system store in Paris that's recently been looted of any device that plays bass. And out of the 30 UK railways, only six are fully owned and operated by British companies, thanks to the government who has systematically sold off British institutions for their own gain, then have the morbid audacity to shout, take back control after partying through Covid, crashing the pound. Thanks, Liz Trust, for that, by the way. Well done. It was lovely to have you around for a month. And all these snooty rich MPs with second jobs quite often quote Latin at you as if they were still in Eton having sex with pigs. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can Google pig sex and David Cameron to learn more. But uh, you might want to delete your history. All right, that, uh, that rant didn't happen, so that's important. Right, join me next time. I've just done Liechtenstein. That was Country 85. 86 next, and it's... Give me a second, I'm struggling. Uh, Slovenia. It's not a small one, actually. It's quite a big one. Uh, but it's a really good one. I love Slovenia. So look out for the next podcast on Slovenia coming up in your feed. Do get in touch. My name is Vinny. I'm on a quest to get to 100 countries. You just heard 85, 86 next. Slovenia. This was mixed and produced in the UK by We Make Podcasts.uk. Uh-huh.